Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, and this is also going to be our Christmas edition since this will be our last show before Christmas of this year. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix, who is back in his bunker. I hear it's becoming more like a man cave these days, Don, rather than just a, a radio broadcast bunker. Yeah, we're dressing the place up, making it, uh, you know, I've got a couple of... Uh uh, trophy kills from Africa hanging on the wall. It's great. It's uh, it's really coming along. You know, those are those two African frogs you got? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's, the, it's a Christmas shopping season, so we have, an, we have a, a guest that may help us with our Christmas shopping season. But let me ask you a question, Don. Yes, sir. What does Abraham Lincoln, unicorns, and chicken sandwiches have to do with each other? Wow, boy, uh, let's see, Abraham Lincoln, a unicorn and chicken sandwiches. Uh, honestly, that's I, I'm, I'm not even creative enough, creative enough at this moment to make something uh, uh, up at this point. So I give, what, what, what do they have in common? Well, we have a guest uh, on this show this half hour to help explain that. And uh, his, he is Dr. David Black. He is the CEO and founder of Second Vote. That's numeral 2ndvote.com. And he wrote this great article that I saw this week, so I... Reached out to him, hoping that he might, he might be able to be on our show, and very fortunately, he had the time for that. And uh, he's going to explain to us what the connection is between Abraham Lincoln, unicorns, and chicken sandwiches. Welcome to the show, Dr. Black. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure. And during the pre-show, I'll just spill this little nuance. Uh, folks should know that your family is has been very politically involved uh, you have a former congresswoman in the household, uh, Diane Black, who was a congresswoman from Tennessee, the 6th District, uh, who has served in Congress. And I believe uh, she her term ended on January 3rd, 2019, correct? That's correct. Yes, Diane gotcha. served in Congress for eight years, and she was the first female budget chair in Congress. Wow. Well, congratulations. Thank you for your family's service. So, as Greg has teed up the little uh, the little intrigue at the start at the top of our show, what do those three things have in common? Well, they uh, the the point of the uh, remarks I made in my article were that we're living in times that were actually predicted by Abraham Lincoln as a concern about whether or not our nation would survive and uh, what it is that's attacking our Judeo-Christian culture. And Lincoln, in 1837, speaking to a group in Illinois, stated even then that the United States was too powerful of a nation to fall from an enemy outside our country, that we could only fall to an enemy from within. And uh, at that time, he was really looking ahead some years, this is before he was president, at the slavery issue and how it may divide the country and destroy the country. And, of course, that was a noble cause that uh, we did indeed bring to life that all men are created equal, which would have been the great hypocrisy of the Declaration of Independence. But today we are once again in a situation where we may actually commit a suicide. Uh, uh, we may destroy ourselves from within by the creation of what I refer to in the articles as unicorns, which are false truths, that we are living in a time of great lies. And uh, these lies are creating a attack on our Judeo-Christian culture, which has been the foundation, which has been built on a foundation of truth and Christianity. And it's... Uh, we're at great risk of uh, our country failing if we do not begin as Christians and as conservatives in realizing that these lies are lies and that we begin to speak the truth. You relate us an uh, uh, incident in your article about because you're a researcher and you met a you met a young 13 year old girl who thought she was a unicorn. That, that's correct. Out of my office initially at the university, I was. Uh, had been recruited to was in the adolescent child uh, child and adolescent psych hospital, and I would have lunch in the lunchroom where the children would be. And this young girl introduced herself to me one day as a unicorn, 
and uh, we spoke about it. She was very much convinced she was a unicorn. And uh, she was living in a false reality. Uh, I don't really, frankly, know the outcome of her treatment, but I pray it was successful. But that was not my profession. Uh, I was in that building for other purposes. But I, uh, I use that as an analogy to the unicorns we're dealing with today, these false truths, which are being driven by a number of different uh, radical organizations. We have the environmental alarmists who are claiming the world's going to end in 12 years and trying to drive policies that will harm the opportunity for success and individual success as well as uh, cultural success. And uh, we have other unicorns. I think one of the greatest false truths we have today is this uh, representation that there are 56 genders and not just women and men, but that we have these 56 genders that uh, we're trying to pretend are real and they're not. Does that mean we have to have 56 different bathrooms, just out of curiosity? That is the implication. And in fact, one of the funniest cartoons I've seen recently was a, this was a cartoon, it was a joke, but it was advertising a t-shirt that was promoting these 56 different genders, but at the bottom it said you could order it in men's sizes or women's sizes. (laughs) I just thought that was so humorous. (laughs) Whoever put that cartoon together was a genius. But, uh, so the uh, no, this is when we when we when we play along with this fantasy, we create a fantasy world, and this is harmful to our children, to our society, uh, to our grandchildren, and uh, this is not healthy as a country and as a nation. And this is the great danger, and it's insidious. This is something that's been building for decades, and it's well financed and it's uh, well organized. And for many, many people, where we just want to raise our children, do our job, uh, enjoy life, uh, a lot of folks are not paying attention to what's really going on in the background or behind the curtain, so to speak. You so your, we are at great risk. You list in your article, your, the, the unicorns, our diversity, with the death of e pluribus unum in respect, pro-abortion, the death of a child and a woman's soul, environmentalism that you mentioned, which is the death of individual freedom and prosperity, because that's what they want. Everything they want is to control our freedom and limit our prosperity. But also homosexuality, the death of the Judeo-Christian faith and love thy neighbor, which you think is the most dangerous unicorn. Explain that, if you would. Well, we're a society, whether you're a Christian or not, we have been living in a Christian society, a Christian a society built upon the Ten Commandments, but also the Second Great Commandment as uh, given to us by Christ, which is indeed love thy neighbor. And we saw just recently Chick-fil-A discontinuing their funding of of the Salvation Army, which is a great example of love thy neighbor. They provide help for over 20 million Americans every year with food and shelter. And we've had uh, Chick-fil-A withdraw their funding or their donated dollars to that organization, and this is driven by the LGBTQ. Uh, The LGBTQ has a mission of destroying anything that is Christian and that is uh, fixed to what Scripture says. And we saw this in 2004 when Target department stores did the same thing at Christmas time, just as Chick-fil-A has. In 2004, Target said that Salvation Army could not put their kettles out front or ring their bells to raise monies to help their fellow Americans. And so what we have is this great intolerance by the radical homosexual community that is determined to destroy the church or destroy anything Christian. And it's uh, sad to witness how they've really helped to destroy the Boy Scouts of America. Uh, They want to destroy the Salvation Army. They don't care what they destroy. What they want us to do is to say, yes, a man marrying a man is normal, a woman marrying a woman is normal, or we have these 56 genders, all of which is fictitious. It has no factual basis in theology or biology or philosophy. Uh, This is not the world. Uh, This is a fantasy world. It's not going to stop theirs. It's not stopping. I mean, it it wasn't like, okay, we want, you know, Equal rights. We want for 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 gay people, Marriage. homosexual. Then it became yeah. this transgender fifty six seventy. Actually, fifty six is a little um, 
uninclusive. Yeah, you're behind the times yeah, on yeah, that. that that's, uh, yeah, there are there are way more than uh, than than fifty six genders genders now. But you see the there's a really an, you know, the next phase of this. If you look closely, is to undermine marital fidelity and sex with children. And you see the beginnings of that, trying to normalize that behavior the same way the, the beginnings of it as in trying to normalize homosexual conduct. Absolutely. This is, there are implications here that go beyond just the obvious of the moment. And this is a long game plan. Uh, I think there are some, <laughs> this could be a long conversation, but the uh, the left, one thing to realize is that the homosexual community work with the abortionist community that work with the environmental alarmists. These unicorns, as I call them, do travel in a herd. They do work together to attack and destroy Western civilization as we've known it, which is really based upon the fundamental unit of the family. And to succeed at destroying the Western civilization, what you do is you focus your efforts on destroying the family structure. And that's what we've been witnessing now for decades. And this continues to build. Uh, And again, there are parts to the story. At Second Vote, we follow seven Judeo-Christian values or issues, and each one of them is under attack from a different front, but they're all under attack by all of the radical left because they work together. Now, you mentioned pot. second vote. I think, yeah, Greg was is thinking the same thing I'm thinking of. You also mentioned money a moment ago. And, you know, of course, when money in politics, you follow the money to find out where the political agenda is. And you've done just that. And you found that there are a lot of ways that unknowingly uh, we as conservatives are contributing to everything that you just described in ways that we're not aware of. And that's the reason you founded the organization that got Greg's attention and resulted in the invitation to join us here today. But we do need to take a break to honor our uh, sponsors for this half hour. We're going to do that and we're going to come back and we're going to learn about Second Vote, which is Dr. Black's organization that he started and find out how that started and how we can use that to make sure we're not contributing to the scenario that Dr. Black just described, Greg. After this word from Ed Hoffman, the man to go to for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 
certainly. Uh, second vote uh, uh, came to being out of an event or an incident that my wife and I had. Uh, we always go shopping, grocery shopping after church on Sundays, and we had gone to uh, get our weekly groceries. And at the register, I was asked to give a donation to the March of Dimes, and which I did. And after we got outside, my wife, Diane, she asked, uh, you know, why did you do that? And I said, well, why shouldn't I have done that? And she said, well, March of Dimes works with Planned Parenthood. And I didn't know that. And uh, with Diane and politics, and I do try to be involved in the community and be knowledgeable, but I did not know that. So what I did is uh, I ruminated on that for several months. This was actually late in 2011, but in February of 2012, I pulled together uh, seven young conservative Christian techie individuals and presented them the thoughts I had been considering or ruminating on for several months. And we began to uh, follow the money. We began to dig deep into what our corporations doing. And so the idea of second vote is your first vote is in the ballot box every two years of, uh, when you when you vote in an election. Your uh, second vote, though, is the dollar you spend every day. And so we're following the dollars and tracking the uh, social activism of corporations and for nonprofit and for-profit organizations, but principally for-profit. And what's interesting is, you know, these companies never lead with this in their advertisements or commercials. You don't get a, uh, you know, a target that tells you in their commercials that, you know, we're trying to turn your little daughters and sons into their opposite sex, your little sons into girls, or your, they, they don't lead with uh, advertisements saying that we're funding abortion that is their social agenda. future customers. Yeah, they, they don't lead with that. They don't advertise that to you. In fact, to the contrary, they try to show a picture that is traditional America, although that has changed with more and more uh, gay representation or imagery in our uh, commercials, just as we've seen with Hallmark over this past week. So that's what we do is we dig deep uh, at our website or on our uh, mobile app version of the website. We display the data on about uh, 800 organizations, uh, primarily for-profit. And on our seven issues that we score, and it's a five-point scoring system, very simple, goes from a one to a five. One is very liberal. Five would be traditional American. And uh, a three is neutral. And we score companies, and so if something is below a three, they're liberal and engaged in social activism. In a negative context, if they're five, they're traditional American. Above, mm. Excuse me, if they're above a three, two a five. Gotcha. And, and your issues are Second Amendment, environment, marriage, life, education, immigration, and religious liberty. That's correct. Pretty good assortment, yeah. and then you, so there's like there's, you have a you give scores for each of those issues, and then you have an overall company score. Correct, and uh, and what we do say is a three is a three is great. Above a three is even better. But uh, what we would like to see our corporations either be neutral, or when they uh, donate their uh, corporate dollars for social good that it's really not social engineering, but it's traditional social good, that you're helping to feed the hungry, you're helping to cure the ill, you're helping uh, in some manner, which has always been building up our society, not tearing our society down. And the, the, the opposition, the left, the Democrat Party, they are, they're well organized at this. They, and they, they, they're, they're people which are much more like a school of fish. They follow. So a company for just this... You just gave the example. Hallmark just this week, they they were they, which is a traditional channel. They do family friendly entertainment, and they were running ads featuring gay marriage. And there was another organization that may be similar to yours, uh, One Million Moms, objected to that. And at first, Hallmark said, "Okay, we're not going to run it." And within a day or two, they flipped and said, "Oh yes, we are, and we're going to partner with a very radical uh, homosexual organization called Glad." So there, oh, yes. so oh yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, the other side. I mean, we we are just so far behind in our capacity but, to use economic warfare in the overall culture war. That, but, uh, but if you look at our website, if you look up Hallmark, we've shown them as being bad for years. 
uh, they just put on a pretty face. Again, they don't lead. They go wherever they think they can get the best dollars. And uh, in this instance, though, they are going to alienate a lot of their base. Although, you know, I say that, but a lot of Christians and conservatives are still not paying attention. So a lot of people will still watch that station until they really perhaps get disgusted with content. But we scored Hallmark quite some period. If you look up Hallmark on our website, you'll see that they've been very bad on the marriage issue. And uh, they've not been what they've represented themselves to be. And Chick-fil-A has been better, but in all candor, Chick-fil-A was doing some things that our, originally our research did not reveal. After their public announcement, we dug a lot deeper. We found a brand-new website we were not aware of through the IRS that tracks giving. And we found things that we, even we were surprised about with Chick-fil-A. Yeah, they're giving to SPLC. Well, we've got Covenant House is one of the worst things that they're supporting. Uh, Covenant, well, Southern Poverty Law Center is very bad. But Covenant House is an LBGTQ advocate to young adults or teens, and they also help guide women to abortions, and Chick-fil-A is supporting that. So we had to mark That's them down crazy. on is it, life, is it, marriage, religious liberty. So where are so a good um, conservative Christian, freedom-loving, God-loving, America-loving American uh, who are still doing their Christmas shopping? What are, what are our best choices? Well, we always recommend shopping locally with the people you go to church with, you go to Rotary with, but people that you know and you know that you share their values. And we also would recommend that you keep those dollars within your community. You know, whether it's a a spent dollar or a donated dollar or a tax dollar, the further it gets away from your community, it's often used in ways in which you would not want it to be used. At Second Vote, we do have a Christmas shopper's guide. And we do have recommendations about products or uh, gifts to go out and purchase for the Christmas season. One thing we've done this year is we are uh, at the very top, you will see Samaritan's Purse. And Samaritan's Purse has a Christmas catalog that I found fascinating. Uh, I had not noted this previously. It may have been there prior. But you can buy, uh, you can buy, you can buy 12 chicks for a family in a third world, and when those chicks grow up to be chickens, they will produce, they estimate, 2,000 eggs a year, which will provide protein to that family. Mm. But you can also purchase uh, the uh, honeybee hive. Uh, You know, honeybees are under distress, so you can buy a a beehive that you could uh, donate, that will be donated into a third world, and you can buy everything up to goats and animals. Uh, So... There's a great opportunity if you're concerned, and we should all be good stewards, not environmental alarmists, but True. good stewards. But if you want to help the world, you can go to some there, purse and find some great gift There are ways, yeah. Kind of coming back full circle, because we've only got about a minute left, your quote from Lincoln about if we do, if, if America is destroyed, it's going to come from within. What we're what we're seeing is the is the long march through the institutions. It's happened through education. It's happened through entertainment, which has affected our culture. When I say education, I mean academia. Uh, it certainly happened uh, in the bureaucracies and the corporate boardroom, which is what second vote is all about. It's been happening there, too. Even organizations like PTA, we're finding that the new leadership of these organizations is taking these organizations into areas of advocacy that don't line up with faith-based values. And so an organization like yours and your work is helping us to realign the way we use our money uh, to support our uh, worldview. Uh, fascinating topic. We could probably talk about this for hours, but sadly we're at the end of our our time with you. Uh, Dr. Black's site, Second Vote, uh, 2ndvote.com is a place you can go to find out if the organizations you're doing business with line up in your uh, with your environment. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Black. And get their app, too, for your phone. Absolutely. Well, thank you very, very much. And you all have a very Merry Christmas. Have a blessed Christmas. I'm triggered. Thank you, sir. You, yeah, you're triggered. You as well, sir. We'll have more up ahead about the week gone by uh, as we continue on the Unite IE Radio Show on AM 590 The Answer. 
Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590 When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we just had a great interview with Dr. David Block, the founder and CEO of Second Vote, numeral, NT, numeral 2 ND Vote. Dot com, And he explained there's a whole other way in which we can exercise the responsibilities of that most important political office, and that is through our wallets and purses. So yeah, and making sure that we're not inadvertently like he did, and he explained how he founded the organization uh, based on a conversation uh, after having made a innocent contribution to March of Dimes, and his wife, who knew better, said March of Dimes supports Planned Parenthood, and that began the journey of uh, trying to understand how corporations and some of these, uh, you know, nonprofits like March of Dimes actually use their money and are influenced by a uh, an agenda that doesn't line up with ours. Right. And you also can support companies that do align with our with your values and beliefs. And the rate companies uh, from one being most liberal to five being normal American pro-conservative traditional values, and you can you, you can make your choices. They have an app you can get for your phone. So if you're out shopping and you want to compare, you can find, you can do, compare your products and companies on the go. So there's just, that's open, it's a whole nother way, and I didn't get a chance to say this, but we are so far behind the the enemy in this culture war in, uh, for, yes. the fate of the, for the fate and future of the country in economic warfare. It is like trying to fight World War II, but saying, well, we're not going to have an Air Force. And whereas the enemy has a very strong air force and uses it regularly and effectively in terms of their economic warfare against uh, to implement their agenda and force businesses to go along with them. And what we also didn't get to is that 60% of the buying decisions in America are by conservatives. So instead of getting thumped like we are, we should be we should be doing the thumping. But we have to have we that be mindset. The thumpers, yeah. We have to have the mindset that oh, this is this is an important part of our citizen responsibilities. It is an important part of saving the country. Is how we use our money. Well, it's an important part of a mindset. Uh, when you're at war, you need to make sure that all of your resources are being used properly. I mean, it takes me back to. You know, the stories of during World War II, how families would uh, literally save everything from bacon grease to uh, tin cans to be recycled back into the war effort. And that's kind of the mindset we need to have now We is to recognize that we are in an all-out war. Uh, Dr. Black enumerated many aspects of that very eloquently. I don't need to re- uh, bring that up again, but we need to have that mindset that we're at war and we need to make sure that everything from, uh, the money that we spend to, 
uh, how we spend our time outside of the voting booth, because uh, when you're at war, it's a 24-7 thing. The left, as was pointed out to us, and you just said, they get it. They've been at war. They've been advancing their agenda against Judeo-Christian values and everything that this country represents or represented um, for decades, and we missed it. And we're playing catch-up ball now. And uh, 60% of the buying decisions by conservative households, that's a big number, Greg. And it's one we need to learn better how to harness. Absolutely. And Second Vote has the information to help it, to help to help us do that, so we strongly recommend that you uh, go to that company, check it out, subscribe to their emails, and uh, it's it's a, it's a whole other side of the of the war that we're in. So far, non shooting. That uh, if if we're if we're going to save the country, and now, that I war think, took a, took a, took on another chapter this week. Yes, I, I think there's some other news coming out of the swamp this week. Yes, and, there may have been. I don't yeah. know what. Something uh, kind of momentous, I guess, right? Something right. history-making well, well, in, one, in one regard? Well, how history-making it is, of course, will be reserved to history and who gets to write the history. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the House voted to uh, impeach Donald Trump for on two articles that do not even allege a crime. This is true. And that 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 has never been done. Um, now, I, don't, I can't say... Judges may be different. They can impeach judges and other minor officials. But in terms of the presidents, every presidential impeachment and the contemplated impeachment of Richard Nixon, all alleged crimes have been committed of Andrew Johnson, Bill Clinton, and I said, and I said Richard Nixon. But this is the first instance in which the articles do not even allege a crime. Interesting meme that's circulating right now in the wake of the impeachment vote. Uh, you're familiar with who Thelma and Louise are, the movie characters that infamously ended their crime wave in a uh, in a in a glory drive off of a cliff. Um, there's a meme <laughs> circulating with Nancy Pelosi and Jerry Nadler in the front seats of a convertible. Nancy is saying. Let's just keep going. And Nadler's saying, wait, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, and off the cliff they go. And I think that uh, that's my guess. That's the way I view what has happened. Um, I mean, obviously, we can get into the, you know, some of the nuances of uh, what unfolded this week. But those articles of impeachment, Greg, yes, they were vacant of anything specifically criminal, And then secondly, they were vacant of anything, uh, the second article, which was supposed to be obstruction, obstruction of justice turned into obstruction of Congress. And what what president? So the first article is about abuse of power, and the second article is about obstruction of Congress. Can we go back through the history and actually find a president that in in their term didn't abuse some form of executive power? and didn't obstruct Congress in some way, shape, or form? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, do you think any president is uh, free of those uh, of those uh, descriptors? No, and obstruct Congress means that you've asserted objections that are, uh, for, of, of executive privilege that right. presidents have submitted, for, if, if not from the very beginning of the republic, for hundreds of years— and obstruction of Congress means going to court and saying, this, the testimony of this close presidential advisor is covered by the covered by executive privilege. It would be a the court. Equivalent, a court. It, it, the, the operative thing you're pointing out is a court should adjudicate that and determine whether it is an actual abuse or an obstruction. Of Congress, correct? Right. And the Obama administration famously or infamously withheld witnesses, withheld documents from Congress to cover up things like Fast and Furious and other, uh, the IRS abuse, where they use the IRS against uh, their political opponents. And they're still, and even, even, uh, even under President Trump, the deep state, FBI, Department of Injustice, were withholding documents from Congress. So it's, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's, it's, that's total BS. And by biological analogy is that uh, if asserting a valid objection or a potentially a valid objection is obstruction, then objecting to anything in, co- in court would be, up, 
Oh, that's obstruction of justice. You've objected. Never mind whether it's a valid objection or not. Even if it's a valid objection, which they are in, the, in President Trump's case, is that that's now becomes obstruction. So it, it's total BS. And it's it's in part, I think, placa- trying to placate their, their base. Okay, now we've impeached the guy. Okay, be happy. Be ha- and yeah, I certainly the polling data shows that they have not made the case to the American people. Support for impeachment has declined in the face of the public hearings, despite the nonstop 24-7 on the mainstream media of cheerleading it. And support for President Trump has gone up exactly. over, the, over, over this time. But I think they hope that between now, okay, they do it now. There's a lot that's going to happen between now and the next election. And this will, this will kind of be a distant memory and the end won't affect many votes. Now, it may kind of be underlying who these Democrats are. and It may have some effect, but being so far out, the, defe- the effect may be minimized. What's really interesting is that almost as soon as they passed the articles of impeachment on Wednesday, started hearing, well, maybe they're not going to send them over to the Senate for trial. This has this this is directly attributable to the control that Nancy Pelosi wants to have over this entire process. The idea that if you don't get to know what she wants to control, essentially the rules of the uh, Senate. She, so she's holding the the articles of impeachment hostage because she wants uh, the trial in the Senate to unfold in a certain way. And as Chuck Schumer has said, there's witnesses that they, he he wants to, he wants to call. And I got to believe that this is the Senate saying they don't believe that the house Dems have actually made the case. Why do you need more witnesses? If you already have an ironclad case, this is, this is just the continuation of trying to keep uh, the constant drumbeat in the 24-7 news cycle. This is what the impeachment process was all about. All of these witnesses. Can, over the past three and a half years, we've had the crossfire hurricane, the Mueller investigation, other uh, investigations in both Senate and Congress, in the judiciary and in the intel, com- in, in, intel committees. And out of all of those investigations, these articles of impeachment contained nothing from any of those investigations. You, you can't be serious. They they haven't found anything that rose to a uh, high crime and a misdemeanor and some of the other pr- reasons that you can uh, break the glass on the Constitution that says break if emergency in the case of an emergency. And inside is this toolkit to impeach an executive or anyone else in, in, in office. And they broke the glass. The question is. Is this is this going to forever change the landscape of uh, what is you know sort of our our decorum in politics and the Constitution? And Greg, I think that uh, you know the bar has been lowered. Woe be to the Democrat president that abuses power and obstructs Congress because guess what? Articles of impeachment can't be far behind. Well, I, I just don't think the Republicans have the fortitude to uh, – to, and they didn't. I mean, there, I think there were legitimate grounds to impeach Obama, in part for the abuses by the IRS and the FBI and other, ignoring court orders. Right. I, I saw, I saw, I think, I saw, and well, grant, given grant, the, gi- granting executive amnesty when yep. he clearly could not do that. that was an abuse of power. In fact, he had said he couldn't – he had said repeatedly he couldn't grant executive amnesty until he did. I mean, every one of those that you mentioned could have been, I mean, in looking back over this process, the Republicans that controlled the Congress at that time could have embarked on a pathway identical to what the Democrats did based on a phone call. And, you know, I mean, we there, there was way more evidence of abuse of power in the Obama administration than was... Uh, brought forward by this impeachment process regarding this Ukraine matter. I've got to say one thing at the uh, uh, about this whole process. We don't really have any audio. If you if you missed it, there's plenty of it out there. But in in closing, Adam Schiff said that this process was about our national security. 
The Ukraine's fight is our fight. The Ukraine's defense is our defense. When Russia remakes the map of Europe by military force, the Ukraine fights back. It is our fight, too. When the president sacrifices uh, the security that we have promised to the Ukraine, he jeopardizes our national security. Adam, where were you when the Obama administration refused to assist the Ukraine? When the when Russia annexed the Crimea, where were you when the when this whole conflict started? You sent over diapers and blankets and MREs, but you didn't help the Ukrainians. And now all of a sudden, a two month uh, pause in the funding becomes an impeachable offense. Give me a break. Right. I mean, it's, it's what we talked about a week or two ago is that they can say one thing one day and turn around and say the exact opposite of the next day with and with a totally straight face the, their media, the mainstream media never calls them on it. And that's right. and that is just a, that's just a classic example. So, so I think what may very well happen here is it will never is they just never send it over to the Senate and it just, it just goes away. They've done their impeachment. They can forever say Donald Trump impeached. Uh, say their base is happy and they let it drop because playing this out in a, in a long trial, I mean, this didn't help them the first time presenting all this information and witnesses. I don't know that it's going to help them the second time. So, I think, so I think, me, people, me, I think people, people are going to tune, tune out to it. And sure. um, so I think let's just drop it. And from let their me, perspective, go ahead. Let me get this. Let me just clarify. So your your position is that the articles of impeachment is not going to make it over to the Senate. Is that right? I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I mean, we went on. We had a bet, and I'll acknowledge on the air that, that, that I lost the bet. I well, thought the House was not going to was not going to vote for impeachment, and you said yes, they were, and you were you were correct on that. So I'm not going to go out on the limb and risk a, having to buy you a second lunch at Del Taco. No, I, well, I just wanted but, to know: Do you want to go for double or nothing on this? Yeah, that, that, that's that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I got you know maybe I just you know push my luck here, and um, we'll see you what wanna, I, you want to double down. Absolutely, let's go for it. All right. Okay, so your your position is they're not going to send it over. I'm going to say that they are. Uh, history, of course, the next weeks uh, will tell the tale. But uh, as as Greg so graciously reminded me the other day that we did take that bet, I had forgotten. So good on you, Greg. And uh, uh, I bet that only because the Den- the the I mean, my logic was the the Democrats have the votes. Uh, they have the screaming gallery of the uh, squad, uh, the far left that Nancy Pelosi feels like she needs to appease. And she's really, as we now see in so many other ways, a part of that. So it to me, it was it was no question. Now, I kind of you know, I can see your argument on not sending it over, I think. But I but I think in the final analysis, they have too much to lose by not sending it over. What? But then again, they're going to lose a lot if they send it over because the Senate will acquit. Right. So so why so why so why Donald Trump impeached and acquitted just stop just stop with Donald Trump impeached. This is not helping them. But they've now placated their base. Okay, we impeached the guy. Yeah. And leave it at, leave it at that, and then they, they can just complain. Well, we didn't send it over because they'll send that, that we're, there weren't going to be a fair trial. All those Republican senators have always had their minds made up. We weren't going to, you know, they can whatever they want to say. They weren't going to get a fair. They weren't going to get a quote fair trial unquote in the Senate. Of course, like the like there were fair procedures in the House where secret witnesses, uh, Republicans couldn't call witnesses. Donald Trump couldn't have any representation. It was it was a total sham and railroad from the beginning of the impeachment process in the House. And, of course, they have no case. There is no case. They have not even alleged a crime. of Never mind high crime or misdemeanor. They haven't alleged any violation of any law. Well, exactly. And I posted this to Facebook. Uh, Pelosi, no member of Congress comes to impeach the president, also Pelosi. It would be dangerous to leave it up to the American people. So we have another situation here where Pelosi, um, you know, we will control how the impeachment process works in the House. Also, Pelosi, the impeachment process needs to be fair in the Senate. So, you know, she again, uh, you know, different day, different story. Right. With the Democrats. Fair fair means procedures that we dictate and let us win. Yep. I'll take a pause here, and we'll come back yes. after this word from All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. We'll be back after this. 
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We've learned here how uh, today how we can better utilize our financial resources to make sure we're not advancing the left, and we can apply that because it's right around we're right around the corner from Christmas. So this is really our our sort of Christmas Eve show, uh, Greg, and you you have some thoughts about that? Yeah, I, I'm. As- Pardon for me because I'm waiting for the official start of the man's Christmas shopping season, uh, December 24th. At 5 o'clock? Yes. Doesn't that kick in right at 5? <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that, yeah. That, you know that, that Chia Pet version of, of uh, Joe Biden's hairy legs starts to look real good. Well, you know that's that's it's funny you should you should mention that because that is really that does seem to be uh, you know in in good humor there's always a thread of truth and it it is true that uh, men more so than any other uh, of the eighty seven genders out there uh, seem to leave things till the last minute or some things not, well, not all it was, it was it was a lawyer who made up the, the 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 saying that if it were not for the last minute nothing would ever get done. <laughs> that that was that came to us from an attorney. So, what do you have for us for Christmas? Well, it, it is Christmas, and uh, as we talk about, we are at war for the fate and future of the country. It is a non-shooting war at this point, but the divisions in our country, I think, in many ways, are greater than they were at the time of the shooting Civil War, where that was really driven by one big issue: slavery. Mm-hmm. And now it's far more pervasive. Is we do, we don't share the same values, we don't share the same goals, we don't share the same history, we don't share the same country, or even the desire to even have a country. And it's certainly, I mean, when you look at the array of forces arrayed against America and Americans, freedom loving, America loving Americans, is that you you have we talked about the corporate culture, the liberal businesses, big damn tech, which censors for the. Democrats and for the left. And by the way, I think coming into this next election, we should all figure on we are not going to have any use of big dem tech social media. We're, we're going we're gonna to essentially be shut out of that and we should plan accordingly. So you have the universities, the government-run schools, the unions, the, glo- the deep state, the entire globalist structure. And it's really good to remember back – other wartime Christmases, and we've talked about previously the Christmas of 1776 when the revolution was almost down for the count and George Washington, in a daring move, led his, uh, his men across the frozen Delaware River uh, at night, marched him in a snowstorm. Some of them were, didn't even have boots and were leaving a trail of blood in the snow to win a key victory which revived the revolution. But in our remaining time, Let's also look at the Christmas of 1944. And this is in, the, in World War II in the European front. And the Allies had, had reoccupied uh, France and Belgium and Holland and were basically stalled at the Rhine River at the edge of Germany. And the Germans launched a surprise December offensive. And through a lightly defended sector in the Ardennes Forest, and the goal was to drive through and capture the key supply port of Antwerp and cut off the British forces to the north and cut off Allied supplies to greatly improve their the German position. And at the time when they launched their offensive, the bad weather grounded all of the Allied air force because we had air superiority at the time. Well, there was a key town in, in the forest called Bastogne. And the way the roads went is that was just a, that was a vital junction of roads for the Germans to advance on with their tanks and, and vehicles. And it was held by the 101st Airborne Division, supplemented by some other forces, 
Actually, there was a there was a black artillery unit. I'm almost out of time here. Some tank destroyers. They were surrounded by four German Panzer divisions, two infantry divisions, and a parachute division. They held out. The Germans sent in a a FICA truce, demanded they surrender because you're hopelessly outnumbered. And then the American commander replied with famously, nuts. Mm, so they, and and they, they, they held out for a total of seven days until Patton's forces from the south came and relieved the city, and that held up the German advance. So they were heavily outnumbered, but only because of their courage and dedication and belief in our cause, and belief in the cause of freedom and belief in the cause of America, that they were able to hold out against overwhelming force of the German army at that point to help win that key battle. And we should always remember that. In, in thinking about where we are in our wartime Christmas, that mm. we can win. Our cause is just. Our cause is right. Freedom is the future, and we need to stand up and fight for it. That's all the time for we have this week. I wish you all a Merry Christmas. And you too, Don. And um, sometime I'll get Same to come you, over Greg. and see your new luxury bunker. I'm looking forward to that. And... Uh, Tune in next week for another God exciting bless. edition of you. God bless all our listeners. Thank you for listening. IE Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All Star Collision. 951 279 9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 10126. Arizona, MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 31993. Equal housing operation.